that for emotional support for the episode? No, it's my party baton. I have a light-up baton that this is a humble brag that I got at a free John Legend concert at some, like, promotional thing, the event that I went to, like, a month yeah. ago. And it lights up. We were supposed to wave it during all of me. <laughs> and it's they don't want cell, cell phones or lighters anymore? No, it was it was to do with it it matches what the decor was. Oh, okay. All right. So it was like a whole thing. It was very themed. It was very themed. Lots it, of flowers, lots of shit. I have photos and one day maybe I'll post them if I ever feel like going on social media. Um but yeah. We're celebrating today. I was going to say this isn't John Legend. This is Celebrate culture. your birthday now. Da, 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 da. It was your birthday yesterday. It was my birthday yesterday. I am now geriatric. Yeah, yeah. To quote the girl, the 17-year-old girl that I struck up a conversation with in Target, she was an employee. Target, if you're listening, maybe don't fire her, but a slap on the wrist would be nice because she told me I looked really good for my age. (gasps) And, And that was when I was 27, so now I must look like the Crypt Keeper. What a fucking uh, bitch. No, she meant it. That's the thing, though. She meant it as, like, a compliment. Like, she hoped she looked as good as me when she was my age. Oh, no. And I was like, there's a decade between us, and there's about to be, like, a foot between us. Yeah. And the foot I went will be mine. To, I went to um, a restaurant on Friday, and, uh, like, at the bar, they were playing, like, I forget what song it was, but it was it was Biggie. And the bartender was talking to um, one of the very young hostesses no. and trying to explain who Biggie was. And no. I was like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> Just refer her to our episode. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, this has all you need to know. Exactly. Uh, but what are we talking about for today's episode as we're partying? So are we partying? I have a Topo Chico. Um, <laughs> I, have, I also have a seltzer. Look at us. This is what partying. Look at us. This is what elderly people look like. Yes. Hey, don't age yourself. You're not there yet. You still got you still got a A couple couple good months months in you. Yeah. Yeah. Before you before you turn to dust. Before I turn to dust. (laughs) Um yeah, if if anybody who is in Gen Z that's not my sister because she'll just troll the fuck out of me is listening. Um, if you could explain why you assume that you turn into Prince Philip the second you turn 30, I would appreciate it. I feel, you know, but I feel like when I was in my like teens, I, I was, I thought 30 was like, yeah, you'll have all your shit figured out by the time you're 30. And then oh, I, I thought I'd have my shit figured out. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Now Sorry. I'm around in the corner and I'm like, oh, I should probably, should probably work on all that stuff. Shouldn't oh, I? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I thought I'd I'd be doing a lot differently than I am right now. Um, but at the same time, didn't think I would be like I when I saw people who were 30, I didn't go, oh shit, they look terrible. Like I I I don't know where we got how we got lost in translation that 30 is like the second your body starts declining. But here we are. So this, I believe this episode, we're journeying back. We are taking it back now, y'all. And we're going to talk about. So we'll have figured out a title for this. This is crime culture. I don't remember if I said that. Oh, hey. But that's Haley. Um, Hey. That's why she said, hey, because that's Caitlin. Um, She's a birthday girl. Yeah. Uh, So, we'll have figured out a title by by now, but basically, the gist of this is, this was a suggestion from, I want to say Camilla, but Camilla, if you didn't suggest this and you don't want to take credit for it, by all means, let us know. Um, That we do, like, horror, crime, thriller movies from the year of our birth, which works, because you and I have... Separate birth years. Separate birth years, and... I mean, what, like a year and a half is maybe 16 years in Gen Z years. So basically... Sounds like it. Yeah, I'm, I am, like, like we said before, I'm geriatric. Haley is on the verge of dust. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so these are like if you remember that one scene in monster in law which is on netflix by the way you're welcome where jane fonda has a mental breakdown because she's got like a britney spears olivia rodrigo like pop star that's like 12 on her show Uh and she's just young and hot and cute and she's like so pop star what do you like to do for fun she's like i like to watch really old movies and she goes oh like what and remember this is 2004 and she goes like the little mermaid and it was like made in 1989 and again this movie takes place in 2004 and jane fonda just fucking like wwe tackles her ass out of the chair yeah so we're gonna talk about really old movies (laughs) yeah really old (laughs) really old movies like the little mermaid um no we won't be talking about the little mermaid but we will be talking about some fictional characters starting off with leprechauns because you know what came out in 1994 leprechaun 2 bitch we don't even get the jennifer aniston version okay we get leprechaun 2 it came out april 8th 1994 almost a month before i came out whoop and it stars the man the myth the legend the late no he's still alive Is warwick he? davis yes yeah <laughs> i had to I, because amazing I, character actor very good great character actor but at the same time he is my mandela effect in which i am constantly thinking that i that there was like a big fucking deal that he died not to confuse him with another little person i just for whatever fucking reason thought that grip hook died a long time ago grip hook from the harry potter series yes um like i just i just remembered it being a thing and that they showed like his movies and i promise you i'm not thinking of Vern troyer like i really did think that he died and so i got very confused i don't know man but he's still alive he's still killing it um but yeah so he plays the titular le- leprechaun because the 90s were not the era of political correctness um but it was also executive or it was written by Turi Meyer, who went on to executive produce shows like Smallville and the Gone Too Soon series that I am still grieving over, The Witches of East End. Okay. I would recommend it to you. It's on Hulu, except it ends on a cliffhanger and it really upsets me. And there should be a website, by the way. That's what I want for my birthday. If there is any website maker, coder person listening, I want a website where you can look up whether or not a series ends on a cliffhanger because I would like to save myself that grief. Yeah. Don't watch. Um, I think we talked about it on another uh, episode or maybe I was talking about it with somebody in real life, but um, the Sophia Lillis show on Netflix, I am not okay with this. Netflix oh. canceled it after one season and it ends mm-hmm. on a huge cliffhanger. This. And it was so good. It was going to be so good. But yep. I think you should still watch it, like the one season. Mm-hmm. But it is a huge bummer. I that- feel that way about Cruel Summer. Cruel Summer ended on a cliffhanger. And then they just announced literally like a couple weeks ago. Oh, hey, actually, we're going to turn this into an anthology series now. And I was like, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> so annoying pardon me so we're still going but we're gonna do something completely new but yeah so go maybe do or don't watch the witches of east end and if you do watch it and you're as upset as i am the only thing i can tell you is that the rookie is copaganda but it has two of the main actors from it on it so like do with that information what you will getting back to leprechaun 2 the plot, for those who don't know, according to Rotten Tomatoes, is, quote, a leprechaun, Warwick Davis, surfaces in Los Angeles to claim a bride as his previous object of affection was denied to him a thousand years before in Ireland. He kidnaps teenager Bridget, Siobhan Durkin, grotesquely murdering anyone who gets in his way. It, fi- it falls to Bridget's boyfriend, Cody, Charlie Heath, to rescue her. Cody enlists the aid of his perpetually tipsy uncle, Morty, Sandy Barron, who decides to go after the homicidal leprechaun's pot of gold and quote, why, why are all the alcoholic uncles named Morty or like know. alcoholic relatives? We've got Rick and Morty. He's the grandpa, but it counts. This seems like some Rick and Morty shit. What about, oh no, that was, I was going to no. say the one that, uh, what's his face was in. I can see it in my mind's eye. I can't tell you, but I can see it. No. 
That's right. I lost it already. I know what you mean. I know what you mean, though. But I know what you mean. Yeah, I know. Brain turns to dust first. That's the problem. Um, So it has an IMDb score of, remember, pinnacle of cinema. So prepare not to be surprised. 4.6 out of 10. A tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes of 6%. Oh, come on. And a Rotten Tomatoes score of 29% with over 10,000 reviews, so, like, you know it's hated. And a Google score of 77%. No, Google, go away. (laughs) (laughs) I understood. Go away. (sighs) Yeah, that's correct. Yep, that's totally fine. (laughs) Get ready for that to happen a couple more times. That'll happen a few times. God damn it. But yeah, it's got a 77% on the G word. So somebody is lying. Hey, it it might be one of those like cult classic things. Is it though? Because remember, the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is a 29. I don't know, man. But yeah, if you want to watch it, you can watch it for free on Tubi. Uh, I don't know that I would pay to watch this movie, but you can. You Most of these, you can. I'm sure yeah. any of them you can pay to watch Yeah, you it. can, but why would you choose? And if you choose, is it going to be this one? You're going to choose to pay to watch Leprechaun 2? I don't know. I'm not going to question you. This is the year of not yucking somebody else's yum, so exactly. I guess we won't Here be we doing go. that. But next up, we will be celebrating Serial Mom. Which came out on April 13th, 1994. Do you know this one? I've never heard of Serial Mom. Oh. So it stars Kathleen Turner from fucking everything. She's an icon. She plays the titular Serial Mom, the killer. Um, It also has Sam Waterston from Law and Order, Grace and Frankie, um, the the not Leonardo DiCaprio version of The Great Gatsby. Um, He plays the dad, Kathleen Turner's husband. Um, our fave, Matthew Lillard from Scream oh, yeah. and Scooby-Doo and Good Girls and so on. He plays their son, Chip. Okay. And their daughter, Misty, is played by Ricky Lake from the original Hairspray. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense because this movie was written and directed by John Waters. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, for those How who have I not heard of this Waters. movie? Exactly. Well, because... You had only recently come out. I was I not guess. yet out when this movie came out. Um, but yeah, so for those who like Haley are curious, according to IMB, um, IMDb, I will read you the plot. And it is, quote, a picture perfect middle class family is shocked when they find out that one of their neighbors is receiving obscene phone calls. The mom takes slights against her family very personally, and it turns out she is indeed the one harassing the neighbor. As other slights befall her beloved family, the body count begins to increase and the police get closer to the truth, threatening the family's picture-perfect world. Mm. End quote. So yeah, it has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, an 87% Google score, Mm -hmm. and a tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes of 64% with a 72% audience score. And you can watch it on stars because life is terrible and therefore you either have to get stars or you have to rent it um but yeah i just i i was like ooh, we love some killer camp yeah love it yes we stand and then next up i'm not gonna get too much into this one just because we did talk about it previously on our cursed movie sets episode a while back and i don't want to be annoying or repetitive with anybody um but the crow came right. out on may 13th 1994 not even a week after i did we both uh, i am the crow the crow is me mm-hmm. and it's just a doozy in terms of it being like it's 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 a it's a pretty good movie but it all it's just a tragic series of unfortunate events um but it stars brandon lee the late son of prolific martial artist bruce lee as the titular hero the crow Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters plays Albrecht, his like his like cop buddy friend sidekick. And it, uh, for those who are unfamiliar, um, Brandon Lee was unfortunately killed on the set um, in a similar situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was as this to, one, yeah. Yes, as to Rust, in which there was a gun and they did not realize it was not loaded with blanks. And therefore, he was actually shot and killed. Yeah. Um, and for more on that, you can listen to our Cursed Movie Sets episode. 
But the plot from IMDb is, quote, a poetic guitarist, Eric Draven, is brought back to life by a crow a year after he and his fiance are murdered. The crow guides him through the land of the living and leads him to his killers, knife thrower Tintin, drugetic fun boy, car buff T-bird, and the unsophisticated skank. Mm. One by one, Eric gives these thugs a taste of their own medicine. However, their leader, Top Dollar, a world-class crime lord who will dispatch his enemies with a Japanese sword and joke about it later, will soon learn the legend of the crow and the secret to the vigilante's invincibility, end quote. Um, again, if you like dark, if you like superhero movies, check it out. Um, it has a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, a 92% Google score, and an 84% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 90% with over 250,000 ratings. Well, damn. Yes. It's, it's a liked, it's a liked film. And again, like he's the son of Bruce Lee. So you know that the action is going to be good. They actually didn't want to cast him in the movie before Mm -hmm. Like, like they did, or I shouldn't say this, like the director, I believe it was, did not, was not really sure after he had been cast. And then once he met him in the makeup and saw him like, and, and like got to talk to him or whatever, he was like, oh my God, I can't think of anybody else playing this part. Yeah. Um, And it really was like, I mean, obviously his career was cut very short, but it was like, it, it was poised to be like the defining movie of his career. Yeah. Um, Regardless of the tragedy that fell upon him um because he just he was so dedicated to it he would like like they were doing his makeup and he was like this doesn't seem right like this is really gritty or whatever and so he like came up with an idea with like the 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 crew and the makeup artists that he would put his makeup on himself they taught him how to do his makeup and he would Uh put it on himself every night and go to sleep like that and then come to set the next day and then it would look really like lived in okay how it was meant to look not great for your skin but okay not great for your skin, but I mean, I don't think that was the the greatest of his worries. Yeah, um, yeah. It it just it it's he was really dedicated. It was a really great, um, like just it, it's a it's a good movie. It's a great movie, and mm-hmm. if you like to. I don't know if you like to watch it for nostalgia, if you like superhero movies, I feel like I'm repeating myself because I am. Um, It's I, I personally recommend it. And yeah, you can watch it on Paramount Plus. Uh, You can watch it for free on Pluto TV, which like if you have not already downloaded Pluto TV, it's free. It's literally owned by Viacom, which owns CBS and Paramount, Paramount Plus, all that. And like not sponsored. Just I, I highly recommend it. I am a fan. Haley knows this because I don't shut the fuck up about it. I was um, just watching something on uh, Pluto today. I was too. I was watching a couple things. I was watching Charmed. I was watching Baywatch because I'm still on a Pamela Anderson kick. And I've been watching, I've been binging that new CBS series Ghosts, which I highly recommend. I've told Ooh. you I highly recommend it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I recommend it to everybody. Um, Very nice. And I don't remember that I read this, so I'm going to do it again probably. But the critics consensus, I think I skipped. All right. <laughs> And it is, quote, filled with style and dark, lurid energy. The Crow is an action-packed visual feast that also has a soul in the performance of the late Brandon, Brandon Lee, end mm-hmm. quote. Which is true. It just, it, it's, it's his legacy. It's a, it's a good movie. And it's just, they really created it, it or they edited it in such a way that it's kind of like a love letter to him, a farewell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's The Crow. And now, next up, so for some people, this next one may not qualify in your opinion. However, hear me out. It's a thriller. Okay. I would definitely classify what's going on here as a crime. And also, it's my birthday, so let me have this. Okay. <laughs> speed. <laughs> oh, Speed. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that one, that one works. I think it counts. The other ones have been, like, creepy. And, like, I mean, this may, may not be, like, outwardly creepy, but I think that, like threatening to like spoiler alert like make a bus explode if you go under a certain speed limit is creepy yeah i would be creeped out if i was on that bus we've talked about it before i think a lot there's a a big crossover like the venn diagram of Mm -hmm. what is thriller and what is horror there's a big crossover with that so i think they can that can qualify i'm gonna allow it i'm gonna allow it but yeah it came out on june 10th 1994 
Um, it stars Keanu Reeves as LAPD officer Jack Traven and Sandra Bullock as our bus riding hero queen, Annie Porter, as well as Dennis Hopper as the movie's villain, Howard Payne, as well as Jeff Daniels and even Alan Ruck from Ferris Bueller is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's got a it's got a pretty good cast. And it also was executive produced by Ian Bryce, who has done a ton of other incredible movies like Saving Private Ryan Almost Famous, uh, the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire. Um, uh-huh. So just like, so that's the, if you if you haven't seen it and you're wondering about the caliber, um, it's, that's kind of what we're looking at here. It's mm-hmm. very, it's, 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 it's a good movie. It's a well-made movie. And for those who don't know, so the plot from Rotten Tomatoes is, quote, Los Angeles police officer Jack Keanu Reeves Angers retired bomb squad member Howard Payne, Dennis Hopper, by foiling his attempt at taking hostages. In revenge, Payne arms a bus with a bomb that will explode if it drops below 50 miles per hour. With the help of spunky passenger Annie, Sandra Bullock, Jack and his partner, (laughs) Jack and his partner, Harry, Jeff Daniels, try to save the people on the bus before the bomb goes off, while also trying to figure out how Payne is monitoring them, end quote. Mm -hmm. And again... Highly recommend. Very cool movie, but don't just take it from me. It's got a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, a 90% G-word score, a 94% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a 76% audience score with over 250,000 ratings. So mm-hmm. a little lower, but also like 250,000 people, there's bound to be some haters. Yep. Um, and the Rotten Tomatoes critics consensus is, quote, a terrifying... Ter- <laughs> We're going to try that again. Quote... A terrific popcorn thriller, speed is taut, tense, and energetic, with outstanding performances from Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper, and Sandra Bullock, end quote. So, like, yeah, this movie was loved. It's it's just, it's a good movie. And it also, mm-hmm. it should come as no surprise, it was nominated for three Oscars. Oh, shit. Yes, best film editing, best sound, and best effects sound effects editing, and the latter two of which it won. So best sound and best sound effects. Wow. Um, and you can watch it on HBO Max, or if you get HBO through any other streaming service like Prime, Hulu, so on and so forth, just you get cable, you got HBO, it's there. Mm. You can watch it. All right. And next up, we have Wolf. Wolf. I have not, yeah, I hadn't heard of this one, but I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know it. Um, it it's... It came out June 17th, 1994, which is probably why we wouldn't have heard of it, because A, we were babies, and B, it came out, like, right after Speed. Um, And in terms of cast members, it's a little, like, Witches of Eastwick reunion over here, because this movie stars Jack Nicholson as Will Randall, the dude turning into the wolf, and Michelle Pfeiffer as Laura Alden, the woman who loves the dude turning into the wolf, and she also, like plays a witch as part of his coven who is in love with him in Witches of Eastwick alongside Cher and Susan Sarandon. Mm-hmm. It also stars the late, great Christopher Plummer and the not late but still great James Spader. But that is not all because, fun fact, Allison Janey from, I don't know, The West Wing, Mom, everything. everything, yeah. And David Schwimmer from, you know, Friends, the O.J. Yeah, Simpson, yeah. like, American Crime Story trial. They both played credited extras as a party attendee and a cop, respectively, in this movie. Well, damn. Right? Like, well, look at that. But from Rotten Tomatoes, the plot is, quote, After being bitten by a wolf in rural Vermont, aging book editor Will Randall, Jack Nicholson, finds himself full of youthful vigor. Randall then discovers that he's been fired and replaced by Stuart Swinton, James Spader, a vicious young executive. As Randall struggles to regain his position, he becomes enthralled with Laura Alden, Michelle Pfeiffer, his former boss's daughter. And as increasingly animal-like urges begin to overwhelm him, Randall worries that he may be a werewolf. End quote. All right. We shall see. Very interesting. All right. Also don't know when i'm gonna say it so i might as well just say it now um i have new neighbors and they have a penchant for playing music a little bit loudly as i am learning today um so if you hear any music in the background please know that it's not me and it's not my fault and we're not just super partying right now we're not super partying right now they are but it's all right it's fine um the wizard elliot will edit all of that out uh 
And we love the wizard Elliot. Just pay all the attention to the man behind the curtain. But um, it has a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb and 83% Google. Okay, score. And a 63% tomato meter rating on Rotten it. Tomatoes. I'm like, I am pushing the envelope here, like playing with fire, but that's fine. Um, 63% tomato meter rating with a 42% audience score. And the critics consensus, quote, Wolf misses the jugular after showing flashes of killer instinct early on. But engaging stars and depth direction make this a unique horror romance worth watching, end quote. Mm-hmm. And if you agree that you think it's worth watching, you can watch it for free on Tubi TV. I don't know why I said TV. It's just called Tubi. All right. But yeah, check it out. It's on Tubi. Try out Tubi. Just give her a, it, give her a try. This one was Wolf, right? Wolf. Wolf. Okay. Now, next up, you might have heard of this one. It's called Natural Born Killers. Of course. (laughs) And we've talked about Natural Born Killers before. (laughs) That's why why you might have heard of it. Um, But yeah, it came out on August 26th, 1994. And it stars Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis as lovers Mickey Knox and Mallory Wilson. But this movie also features Robert Downey Jr., Tommy Lee Jones, and Mark Harmon from NCIS... As well as late comedian Rodney Dangerfield as Mallory's dad, Ed Wilson, who plays a somewhat pivotal role in this movie. Um, And this movie is also based on a, like, the story is by Quentin Tarantino, but he is always very quick to correct anybody who says that he wrote the screenplay. Because apparently it's a huge departure from the screenplay he originally wrote with this idea to the point that he actually got permission to publish his original screenplay just because he didn't like being associated with the movie when he would not have written it in the way that it was made. All right. He, he like wanted, he really wanted nothing to do with it. And only when it was like Johnny cash came up to him in like an elevator and was like, my wife and I loved this movie. Was he like, okay, I had nothing to do with this movie, but I'm not as mad about it anymore because you're Johnny Cash. Um, yeah. As, as if you're you know, cool and you be. like it, then I guess I had something to do with it. Yes, but that's the thing because if you're cool and you like it, a lot of people did not like this movie because it was seen as being so controversial. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, because it, it seriously came under fire for what people felt was glorifying serial killers. But according to IMDb, director Oliver Stone has always maintained that the film was meant to be a satire on how serial killers are adored by the media for their horrific actions. And that those who claim the violence in the movie itself is a cause of the the societal violence that we experience today, that they may have missed the point of the movie entirely. Okay. Um, But also, as one final fun fact tidbit, Nine Inch Nails' Trent Reznor mixed the soundtrack. Oh, interesting. Okay. Right? That's 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 who he is, right? He's from Nine Inch Nails. Trent Reznor? Yeah, that's right, right? Like I'm not I'm not completely like are we doing, my marbles. Are we doing real time fact checking? No, no, never. But yes, and he is. <laughs> I just second okay. guessed myself. Um but yeah, so for those who are unfamiliar with the movie, uh the plot according to IMDB is quote Mickey Knox and Mallory Wilson aren't your typical lovers. After killing her abusive dad, they go on a road trip where every time they stop somewhere, they kill pretty well everyone around them. They do, however, leave one person alive at every shootout to tell the story, and they soon become a media sensation thanks to sensationalized reporting, told in a highly visual style, end quote. <laughs> um, which, yeah, that checks out. And yeah, and if it's you... Still, uh... oh, go ahead. If you uh, are trying to rack your brain, if you don't remember, this is allegedly a movie that inspired the uh, Columbine yes. shooters. Yes. Amongst, I think there was a couple of other uh, mass murderers or school shooters that have credited this movie as being kind of an inspiration to them. Yes. It's been like, that's where kind of the glorification comes in. And that controversy. Yeah. Um, but that's not how it was meant to be perceived. It was actually meant to be like, how do I put this? Kind of a commentary on those people that took it as inspiration. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like they they did not get the joke. Um, 
but yeah, yeah yeah this movie has a 7.2 out of 10 on imdb though an 85 percent google score okay and a 42 percent tomato meter rating on rotten tomatoes with an audience score of 81 percent with over 100,000 reviews which just goes to show mm. you that critics don't know everything but in the event you do want to know what they think the critics consensus is quote Natural Born Killers explodes off the screen with style, but its satire is too blunt to offer any fresh insight into celebrity or crime, pummeling the audience with depravity until the effect becomes deadening, end quote. Mm-hmm. Not everybody got the movie. That's just, that's how it is. Uh, but you can watch it like Wolf on Tubi for free. And if you do, please remember this is a satire and please do not be inspired to do bad things with this movie. Um yeah. I think that's a good disclaimer. I think that's I think that's fair. Next up, we are now in October. October fourteenth, nineteen ninety four to be exact. And do you know what movie came out on October fourteenth, nineteen ninety four, Haley? Something probably pretty good. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it. That should give you a hint. <laughs> well, th- I mean, we're talking about horror movies, so all of them? I mean, yes, yes. Uh Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Ah mm. love it. Mm. So, of course, this movie stars Robert Englund as Freddy Krueger, because how could it not? But it also has Lynn Shay from it, from Insidious and Wes Craven's daughter, Jessica Craven, as credited extras. They both play nurses. Okay. And Bodie Elfman plays a small role. And for those who don't know who he is, he is the husband of Jenna Elfman and the nephew of Danny Elfman and Bridget Fonda, among other not- ah, notable creators. Okay. Yes. Um, And then also, of course, this movie was written, directed, and produced by horror icon Wes Craven, who needs no introduction, but this movie might. So according to IMDb, the plot is, quote, It's nearing the 10th anniversary of the film A Nightmare on Elm Street, and one of the stars, Heather Langenkamp, is being scared by a voice on the phone sounding very similar to the film's villain, Freddy Krueger. When Heather's husband is killed in a car accident and is discovered with slash marks on him, Heather starts to wonder something especially when she discovers that Wes Craven is writing another nightmare film. Soon, she realizes that Freddy has now entered the real world, and the only way to defeat him is to become Nancy Thompson once again, end quote. So and that's meta. pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty crazy because, like, everyone talks about how Scream is, like, the beginning of, like, the meta horror movie, but, like, this, this predates that before, by... Yeah. yeah. So, like, that's pretty crazy that... Um, that people don't really talk about this being the start of the the meta horror yeah subgenre yeah especially because it was generally like pretty like okay like well received not as well received as scream but yeah yeah it, yeah it, it was still but, like for for a how many how many at this point nightmare on elm street movies are there and like keep in mind like the sequels the ratings continue to go down the more sequels that get made but yeah it has a 6.4 out of 10 on imdb an 87% Google score, a an 80% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a 66% audience score. And the critics' consensus is, quote, Russ Craven's new night... Did I say Russ? Maybe. Am I Scooby-Doo? Like, Reggie? Uh, <laughs> Russ Craven? That's the, that's the... Remember that series on, the, like, the, the Scooby-Doo cartoon series where they would have a different celebrity... Every time it was like 90% of it was no. the Harlem Globetrotters. Okay, just me? Okay. Uh, cool, that's fine. Showing my age here once again. You can watch that on Boomerang. Um, but so to start that all over, quote, Wes Craven's new nightmare adds an unexpectedly satisfying, not to mention intelligent, meta layer to a horror franchise that had long lost since lost its way, end quote. So like, not... Not like in love with it, obviously, but they don't uh-huh. they don't hate it. it. We like we like a meta layer. And I mean, and I think yeah. that's pretty I think that's pretty cool. I think it would have done better today than it did then. Uh, but that's yeah. just my opinion. But yeah, so you can watch it like speed on HBO Max or if you get HBO through any other streaming service, you can watch it there or you can rent it. And next up, we have. <laughs> um we're gonna so we're gonna take a bit of a turn from the high quality movies we've been talking about 
Um, I'm so shockingly, excited. this movie is not nominated for any awards, like an Oscar or, or an Emmy or a. a, a gr- it's more on the Leprechaun Two tier. Um, close. It's on the Pumpkinhead Two Blood Wings ah, tier. Love. <laughs> so here's the thing. It also it doesn't look so when I fart when I farted when I started doing <laughs> when I started doing research for this movie. Uh, for this movie, Jesus Christ God, uh, for, I just was looking up movies that came out in 1984 that were like horror adjacent. And I was okay. like, what are some? And this came up a couple times. And I was just like, oh, all right, cool. Like, let's do that then. Now, here's the here's the dealio. It, it looks like this movie was never released in theaters, at least not in the US. And okay. the reason they were saying it came out in... 94 was because it came out in 94 in japan in like march of 1994 but then it was released on vhs in the u.s on october 19th 1994 so okay i don't know do with that what you will okay you looked like you were gonna say something um guess not but (laughs) so it stars soleil moon fry from Punky oh, Brewster, yeah. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She plays Marcy. And um, not a lot else. J.P. Minot from Phil of the Future, isn't it? Okay, don't remember who he was in Phil of the he Future. He was the caveman sure. slash school principal. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. I vaguely remember. Uh, yep. Sure. So it, it's not the most star-studded cast, but we stand Soleil. Um, but also, so here, I, I included this tidbit just for you, baby. Mm-hmm. Brad Crevoy produced this movie. Okay. Oh, I didn't include this tidbit for you. I included another tidbit for you for another thing. Ignore me, please. Um, just hold on to that, that there's a tidbit for Haley coming. I'm holding. Um, it, it's just, it's funny to me though, that he produced this movie because if you look him up, his resume would not otherwise indicate that he would make a, um, that he would make a movie of this caliber and go on to make movies of other calibers. <laughs> okay. Uh, he executive produced that Lori Laughlin Hallmark Channel show, When Calls the Heart, the one that was like doing really well. And then it got canceled because, you know, Lori Laughlin did some illegal things, um, did some questionable stuff to do with college. Uh-huh. But um, it also he also uh executive produced Beverly Hills Ninja with Chris Farley, Dumb and Dumber with Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey. And so like he went on to make things that are so wildly dissimilar and well received that it just it fascinates me. Okay, yeah, that is a little weird. But yeah, so from Rotten Tomatoes, the plot is quote, in a small Kansas town in 1958, a group of teenagers torture and kill a disfigured orphan named Tommy. J.P. Minot. Mm. After 35 years, another gang of teens, Andrew Robinson, Amy Dolans, Soleil Moon Fry, robs the cabin of an old witch, Lillian Chauvin. Using some blood and a spell taken from her house, the teens inadvertently resurrect Tommy's soul in the form of the demon Pumpkinhead, Mark McCracken. Uh-huh. Enraged, Pumpkinhead goes after the teens who summoned him and the men who killed Tommy. End quote. <laughs> fantastic so very 90s yeah so it's got a 4.5 out of 10 on imdb a 13 percent tomato meter rating on rotten tomatoes with a 19 percent audience score still better than leprechaun 2 yeah however like leprechaun 2 uh somebody's fucking lying here because it's got an 86 percent google score i'm telling you it's the cult classic thing and also like there are there's a definite like I don't know. There's like a clear, uh, I I can't articulate it. There's movies that are so bad (laughs) that they end up being super enjoyable. I mean, yes, but this is not the room. I don't know. Everyone don't yuck my yum. Let me have Uh, a monkey. Yep. You know what? You are so right. You are so right. And, um, if you actually do want to watch this movie, um, it isn't available to watch anywhere for free right now, but if you decide not to take that as a sign, you can rent it for about three ninety nine on YouTube, Apple TV, Prime, the Google Play Store, and so on and so forth. Anywhere that you can rent shit, probably. Anywhere you can rent shit, probably, but also, like, don't say we didn't warn you that you're spending, like, three, four dollars to watch this movie. 
Maybe hey, you have if, dispensable income. If you want to get high and watch a ridiculous horror movie, go for it. No, this would that would this watching that while high would murder me. Um, actually murder me. But yeah, if you are a dink, as we were talking to Megan about this weekend. Hi, Megan. Not my Megan. Other Megan. I mean, she's our Megan, but I also have a personal Megan. Um, <laughs> how many times can I say Megan? Um, but yeah, if you are a dink, which is dual income, no kids, uh, and you feel that some of that income can go towards this movie, go forth, my dinks. Like, just you do that. I don't like that word at all. <laughs> I hate that it's a thing, and I wish it to not be a thing. First of all, Healy, it's an acronym. Um, <laughs> it's a thing. Um, and I it's not that I dislike it. However, I went to, to school with a kid who had a dog named Dink, and so... <laughs> That's also the stupidest, dumbest... I, I want to take dog, that dog away from them. No, the dog was the biggest, dumbest baby, and I loved him a lot. Um, even though I only... I, I would only see him when we got out of school, but it was a giant Newfoundland, and dink fit but yeah that family yeah they would like bite his ear when he would do something bad because they said it was like a training thing so like now isn't that, that from the movie snow dogs is it i think so that would make so much sense like that's for another podcast i don't anyway, think snow dogs i think snow dogs came out in the early 2000s not so did in so did dink the dink, late the dink, earlier 90s dink came out in like the the mid to late 2000s right. um but yeah Next up, we got Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which came out on November 4th. Nice. 1994, in case you don't remember the year. That's the year of my birth. Um, mm -hmm. So Francis Ford Coppola, of course, produced this movie. But what many people also associate with it is that Kenneth Branagh directs, produces, and stars in it as Dr. Victor Frankenstein. Uh-huh. Robert Nero also stars as, Franken and, as Frankenstein's monster, and he also associate produced. But it also stars goth queen Helena Bonham Carter as Victor's lover, yeah. Elizabeth. And also, fun fact, one of the writers at the screen uh, of the screenplay, here is your tidbit, is Frank Darabont. Yeah. Walking Dead. He developed The Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. And he was uh, involved in The Mist, maybe? Stephen King's The Mist, that movie? Could be. I think he was involved in that. I, I saw Walking Dead and I went, Haley will like that. And I looked no further. So, I mean, could be. I know that he wrote The Green Mile and yeah, The Shawshank yeah. Redemption, which are two, yeah. like, in my opinion, two of the best movies to come out of the 90s. Like, they're both brilliant movies and go watch them. Um, but yeah, I just did a quick looky-loo and it does appear that he wrote The Mist as well. Yeah. See? There we go. Haley's got it. Steel Trap over here. 38, oh, yeah. 38, stopping you, babe. Uh, but <laughs> you're a credit to your age. Um, <laughs> so now I like to think that we all know the story of Frankenstein because either we read it or we pretended to read it in high school. But every every Frankenstein movie kind of has its own like little twist, though. Yes, yes. And in the event that you somehow missed the book, the movie, any of it, IMDb keeps it real short and sweet with, quote, when the brilliant but unorthodox scientist Dr. Fra Victor Frankenstein rejects the artificial man that he has created, the creature escapes and later swears revenge, end quote. And so it has a 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, a 78% Google score, and a 41% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a 49% audience score. And the critics consensus is, quote, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is ambitious and visually striking, but the overwrought tone and lack of scares make for a tonally inconsistent experience, end quote. Mm. So not as beloved as it is by high school English teachers looking to make a class more interesting, but it did get nominated for an Oscar for Best Makeup, which makes sense right. if you've seen the movie. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because they really do make Robert De Niro look like he's just made out of parts, <laughs> uh, spare parts. But, yeah, once again, you can also watch this on HBO Max or any streaming service that you may also be getting HBO through. I don't know your life. I don't know your choices. But, yeah, it's there. And then last, but most certainly not least, we have Interview with a Vampire. Mm, interview with the Vampire. Uh, a Vampire? Is it a uh, or the? I thought it was uh, it's the. 
It's, it's the. the. It is the. Yes, I remember that. Interview I remember with that from... the vampire. Va- yeah. The vampire. God damn it. Um, yeah. Interview with the vampire. The Isn't Vampire the... Chronicles is the full title. This is um, the sketchy one where Kirsten Dunst is like. Yeah. Yeah. Like dating Brad Pitt. Well, Ugh. no, she's not dating Brad Pitt. So TLD. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. Because. Like it stars Brad Pitt as Louis de Point Dulac. Louis de Point Dulac? Something like that? Sure. Dulac? Whatever. Um he's the he's the titular vampire being interviewed. And uh-huh. Kirsten Dunst does play that creepy little child vampire Claudia, and basically like she gets turned for the amusement of Lestat de Lioncourt, aka Tom Cruise. Yep. He's like, yo, this bitch can play piano. I want a bitch that can play piano, but also I don't want Brad Pitt to leave. And so Brad Pitt sees her kind of as like a daughter, but she becomes like the, she has like the emotional maturity of an adult, but she's in a child's body. So she's doing like very adult things, but she mm-hmm. looks like a child. So everybody else is like, yeah. nah, fam. And um, then she, it's very heartbreaking when she realizes that like she will forever look like a child. Um, yeah. But yeah, Anne Rice wrote the book and the screenplay on on which it was based. Like, it was based on her book. Um, and this movie was also nominated for two Oscars: Best Music, Original Score, and Best Art Direction, Set de- be- Yeah, Set Decoration. Um, and for those who don't know, Interview with the Vampire is about well, Christian Slater interviewing a vampire as a reporter. That is him. The vampire i i know but i'm saying he is interviewing a vampire i said in the beginning the i yeah. said interview with the vampire is about christian slater being a reporter and interviewing a vampire he's not just a vampire though he is the vampire i mean yes we've all seen brad pitt with a ponytail there can be no other however he's just like yeah this dude claims to be a vampire i'm gonna talk to him all right um and so yeah from rotten tomatoes uh the the quote is or the plot or something i don't know i'm just now kind of in a tizzy thinking about brad pitt um quote (laughs) child of the 90s quote born as an 18th century lord louis is now a bicentennial vampire telling his story to an eager biographer suicidal after the death of his family he meets lestat a vampire who persuades him to choose immortality over death and becomes his companion Eventually, gentle Louis resolves to leave his violent manner, but Lestat guilts him into staying by turning a young girl, whose addition to the family breeds even more conflict, end quote. Um, Antonio Banderas is also in this. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, it's just like, it's it's creepy, but it's it's cool. And I didn't know that Queen of the Damned was technically a sequel, the movie with Aaliyah. Oh. And Stuart Townsend, I believe, plays Lestat in that one. Okay, um, yeah, yeah but it he does and interesting. it's yeah it's it's interesting um but yeah so this isn't available to watch for free anywhere right now but you can rent it for about 3.99 on YouTube, Apple Prime and so on mm-hmm. and it's got a 7.10 no 7.10 out of 10 a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb a 92% Google score a 64% tomato meter rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a an 86% audience score and the critics' consensus is, quote, despite lacking some of the book's subtler shadings and suffering from some clumsy casting, interview with the vampire. Well, that's really interesting, actually, because they call it the critics' consensus is a direct copy-paste, and they say interview with a vampire. It is definitely the vampire. Yeah, I know, I've but I've seen that's... that written before that people are like, it's not a vampire. I was like, yeah, I know, I get it. It's not Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, um, it's one of those. That's so strange to me because it's literally, I just went to the Rotten Tomatoes page to like double check. The critics consensus calls it the wrong thing. Well, um, the, critics ins- the critics are dumb. <laughs> the critics consensus can eat my ass. Um, yeah. My entire ass. So I'm going to reread that and just pretend there's brackets for the the where the uh is. But despite some lacking, oh, <laughs> we're going to start that again. Quote, despite lacking some of the book's subtler shadings and suffering from some clumsy casting, interview with the vampire benefits from Neil Jordan's atmospheric direction and a surfeit of gothic thrills, end quote. All right. And that's all I got. There were some others, but I didn't think any of them were notable enough to include. And that means that Pumpkinhead 2 funny like like comedy movies or no because like i know 
uh, at least for mine, I have like two or three that are so dumb, like really dumb horror movies that I'm going to include on my list that Pumpkin aren't Head good. Two. Okay, Pumpkin Head <laughs> 2. I don't sure. think I need to say it, but I'll say it again. Pumpkin Head 2. Also Leprechaun 2. Mm-hmm. Those are my dumb ones. Okay. I kept it within the theme. But yeah, that's that's where we are. We're Fun. we're here. We're old. We'll get used to it. All right, it's then. Our, it's our new mantra. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is crime culture. We are crime culture. Hey, and uh, this was Caitlin's birthday episode. This was Woo-hoo, my episode. Happy birthday! Uh, it was my birthday. Um, and then we have a Patreon. We do. Uh, you can donate as little as a dollar, as much as however much you want. However, if you are a Patreon patron, you will notice that there is a poll waiting for you, <gasps> babies. So you can choose what we talk about this month. And Yeah, do it. Yeah, do it now. Vote it good. Vote in that poll like you should. Um, if and you both- are at the poll tier. And they're both really good options this month. So you yes. can't go wrong because we're going to be talking about stuff that's really, really cool. Yes. Um, and so then if you want to hear more from us, you can find us on our social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are not on LinkedIn. Our website is... Crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Did Funny, you say I that did, already? I did. I just said okay, that. Okay, perfect. I just said I usually that. do the outro, so like... Yeah, I just... I don't know why I, I, I segued into the outro. I think I'm just uncomfortable with silences. Um, All right. But that's that's where we're at. You can email us at... Crimeculturepod at gmail.com. Oh, she's so great. Um, and yeah that's I think that's that that's that that's that so happy birthday happy mother's day true for everybody i am there. a motherfucker yeah there we All go right. there we go there i'm we a go. proud cat mom um Haley's my mom happy mother's day to what? Haley. uh <laughs> i'm running out of ideas all right well that's the end of it so bye bye I can hold my breath longer than you, huh? Hey.